Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time for our weekly visit with the Hall of Famer John McClain from Sports Radio 610. Here's your boy Q. And we're coming to you live today from the Cox Pavilion, the site of Slam Ball. We'll tell you a lot more about them as they have made their return. They were gone for a lot while, but they're back, and we are here on site again. We'll tell you a lot more about Slam Ball in just a bit. But right now, joining us on the phone lines, as you heard, is John McClain, the Hall of Famer from Sports Radio 610 in Houston. And, John, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I appreciate you. Big day in the NFL. The NFL clubs unanimously approve the Washington Commanders sale to Josh Harris and his limited partners. How big of a day is this for the NFL now that Daniel Snyder is no longer the owner of the Commanders? It's like ding-dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> the Lincoln Witch is dead. Uh, he just found out you know, he had uh, Mary Jo White's uh, investigation that he did sexually harass a former employee. He didn't cooperate with the investigation, and he withheld money from other NFL owners as he was charged with doing. And I think that all cost him like $60 million, but he can afford it. Sometimes I hate to see bad guys walk away with so much money. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. That's the one thing I kept saying is like, yeah, he's going to have to sell the team and he's got to walk away. But, man, what he got it for and what he's selling it for, John, is night and day. Oh, my goodness. Think about what the next if, – if in a couple of years, at some point, Seattle will be sold. Paul Allen decreed it. His sister took over his Vulcan Enterprises, which is worth billions and billions and billions. And at some point, they'll sell it. And they think that's Jeff Bezos wants the Seahawks. And uh, we never really knew if he officially tried to buy the commanders. But uh, even though Washington is $6.05 billion, if it's a couple of years from now, Seattle might go for more. You, it's not surprising when you see certain heirs of teams, like with the Chargers, try to force a sale. Because think about it. They're already wealthy, but if they had that money, they could have anything. They could have 747s if they wanted to instead (laughs) of just Gulf Streams. Right, absolutely. John McClain joins us here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Let's say roughness, talking all things NFL. DeAndre Hopkins, he signs with the Tennessee Titans. He gets the most money, as you say all the time. It's always about the money. What does he bring to that Titans offense? Well, we don't know. He hadn't done anything. Uh, since 2020, his first year with the Cardinals. Now, he's missed 15 games the last two seasons, nine because of injury, six because of suspension. He only missed two games with the Texans. He was never injured. He, I'm sorry. He was injured during the week and didn't practice and miraculously would recover <laughs> on the weekends, which used to drive Coach Bill O'Brien crazy. It was the reason Bill O'Brien made a trade that turned out to be one of the worst in the NFL history. If Hop, who just turned 31, can play the way he did before, you know, I hear people think he was a deep, deep threat. He was never a deep threat. The reason he lasted to the 28th pick in the first round was because of his lack of speed. He ran in the four sixes, and he became one of the great receivers. So I think it's a great deal for the Titans. He got more money than he originally asked, $10 million a year. They've given him a chance to make an extra three. It'll help Derrick Henry, who's 29 in the last year of his contract. It'll help Ryan Tannehill, who's also in the last year of his contract. It also will help Traylon Burks, last year's number one pick at wide receiver, because 
But Hopkins on the other side, he should get a whole lot more attention than uh, than Burks. And so that should free up Burks and let you hope DeAndre's injuries are behind him. Again, we're talking with John McClain here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Denzel Mims, a former member of the Jets, he got traded to the Detroit Lions. Of course, he's from Baylor. I covered him there. You know him very well when he was at Baylor. Do you think this is the uh, the, the opportunity he needs, a fresh start? Uh, do you think it can work out for Denzel in Detroit? Well, it's been a huge disappointment. It's amazing to me how many Baylor receivers who posted big numbers going back to when Art Browse was in his heyday Mm-hmm. To bomb out in the NFL, and you were there covering them. Yep. It doesn't matter where they went, what quarterbacks they were playing with, they just had bombed out. And Mims was a great receiver for Baylor. I hope, I hope that the change of scenery helps him, but he's going to go play with a with an offense that is spectacular, the Lions. And hopefully he'll be able to help them. And, and you know, the, the Jets blew that pick. They got a seven for him, additional six, so uh, maybe it'll work out for him. Well, he hasn't done a whole lot so far in his career. 30 total gains, 42 catches, 676 yards, and no TDs. But he was the man at Baylor, like you said, just like Corey Coleman was the man and others were the men, and they just didn't get it and didn't translate in the NFL. Well, his former team, the Jets, they're uh, going to be on hard knocks. You mentioned it last time we talked, that they, they needed to be on hard knocks or else it was going to be a shame. Now that they have been announced, what do you expect to see from Because they don't want to be on it just like most teams don't want to be on it. You know, uh, Robert Solomon, coach, showed up at his news conference yesterday wearing a Hard Knocks T-shirt. <laughs> he said, we talked to him. It's all worked out. Everything's going to be great. We love it. You know, he played nice. And if they tried to cover something up or not do it, the NFL always has the power of finding a team. And the money doesn't matter. Right. You know, they find Dan Snyder, $60 million. So what? He made he's he paid eight hundred million for the franchise. He walked away with six point oh five billion, and he had a <laughs> fortune from his businesses. What's sixty million to a multi billionaire? Right. What they should do if they if the Jets don't do what they want, find them draft choices. That'll get their attention. Yeah. I think it was a big to do about nothing. I think Aaron Rodgers, with his ego, will embrace the attention. I can't wait to see it. We'll see how it shakes out when it comes to the Jets and, uh, of course, Hard Knocks, as they are the team that will be featured on HBO Special. Again, we're talking with John McClain from the Sports Radio 610 in Houston here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, John, training camp's opening up. Well, rookies for the Raiders are already in camp today, but training camp's opening up for them next week. You've been covering training camps for a long time. When you go and cover these teams and you go to training camp, what are you looking for? What are your expectations? It depends on where the team is. This year... Like in 2017, the Texans had traded up to get Deshaun Watson. And so we all watched Deshaun Watson. He turned out to be the first franchise quarterback. And then that went down the toilet. They traded him to Cleveland, and now they draft C.J. Stroud second overall and Will Anderson third overall. So naturally you're going to be watching the top two picks. But D'Amico Ryan's head coach for the first time, Bobby Smollett, offensive coordinator, for the first time, there's a lot of new here. And they, Texas won 11 games the last three years, three last season. And people are pumped. Last time they've been this excited for the start of the training camp wasn't during the Bill O'Brien era when they were winning because most of the fans didn't like Bill O'Brien. And a lot of the media didn't like Bill. Bill didn't care. It was when Gary Kubiak from Houston came from Denver to be the head coach in 06, 
And at the time, he brought with him us the one, two, three Super Bowl rings that he had won as an assistant coach with the Niners and the Broncos. And he was always, always beloved here, just like D'Amico Lyons. He was, people were fired up for him and he won the first two division titles, first two playoff games. And they feel like they're the same way with D'Amico Lyons. Uh, hometown hero returns to where he played six years. He was one of the best players in franchise history. I know it's hard to kind of judge how players feel about a certain person right now, especially when training camp hasn't even opened up and they just did OTAs and mandatory minicamp. But what is your overall sense about the players, how they feel about D'Amico Ryans? He seems like a guy, John, that just has so much energy that players would love to play for. When D'Amico, we all knew he was going to be head coach after last season. Every team that had an opening wanted him. He declined. He had his agent, Jimmy Sexton, turned down. Panthers, and he had canceled interviews with Indianapolis and Arizona. He interviewed with Denver. Denver really wanted him. You know, but he said Houston was his dream job. He wanted to come home. In fact, his wife's from here, and he was such a beloved player, respected. When they had his initial news conference in RG Stadium, they had current players, they had former players, and he gave such an inspirational speech. And I said, why weren't you that good when you played? And so all the ex-players came out, the media interviewed him, and they all said they wanted to suit up again and go hit somebody. So he's got people fired up here, current players, former players, everybody's behind him. Now, that being said, Q, he's a first-time head coach. He's got a first-time offensive coordinator, Blake Holler. You never know how they're going to do. You may think they're going to do a certain way, and then it doesn't. But, boy, if he doesn't be successful – a lot of people are going to be wrong. Right. Well, I know a lot of people are fired up, and I, I just see the reports and read the reports about how fired up they are, especially since he's the hometown guy after playing there for as long as he did. Again, John McClain is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. We're at the Cox Pavilion for Slam Balls. You can hear music going in the background. They're getting ready for the activities. Got a couple more questions for you real quick, John, about the Hall of Fame. Uh, we saw that Lester Hayes is a semifinalist again for the seniors. What do you think his chances are this year of, of maybe – you know, getting that next step and getting into the hall in 2024? Well, if you ask me about any of them, I mean, there's, there were 31 semifinalists because of ties. There's going to be three taken. And I try to tell everybody if they ask, it's a long shot for everybody. There's nobody that you can look at and say, that's the guy. You may have somebody you want. You may have somebody you predict. But I, there's no way, Q, I can tell you that Lester Hayes has a good chance because I don't know. Right. I got you. I got you. I wanted to ask you one more Hall of Fame question. We're putting together this ultimate uh, Raiders team before uh, JT the Brick is doing it during his show, which comes on right before mine. And he mentions Shane Leckler and the fact that he feels like he should be in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, he had a hell of a career with the Raiders and with the Texans. What do you think about Shane's chances of getting in the Hall at some point? Uh, I think at some point he will get in because he is the – second greatest punter in history, but it took forever to get Ray Guy in. He was a senior. In all those years of modern eligibility, he was bypassed. And Shane was voted one of the two kickers with Ray Guy on the 70-year, 75-year anniversary team. And a lot of people on the Hall of Fame Selection Committee were on that. And the problem is the special teamers. If you got one punter, now you have... uh, uh, David Hester is the mm-hmm. greatest returner of all time. They're trying to get him in on the modern ballot. Billy White, Chief Johnson, 
is on the seniors' ballot. But we've been reluctant, for whatever reason, not to put in special teamers when you have full-time position players. I think in a down year it would be better. Shane, we put Shane in immediately in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame two years ago because he's from here. He played at A&M, finished his career with the Texans. But I think that Shane has a chance. It's just not going to be soon. John McClain is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness, one more question for you. And got to ask about the running back position. And, I mean, you've, you've seen it evolve over the time and where it is right now. Anything you think that uh, could be done for running backs to get what they feel that they deserve as far as contracts belong go or go? Well, no, I don't because, number one, it's a collective bargaining agreement. They agreed right. to it. All the players did. The owners have to find ways to get in, in, inside the salary cap, and they deem other positions more important. That is ridiculous where some tight ends are getting more than Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. But that thing Matt Miller put on Twitter that got them so angry, he yeah. got them for five years, two years under the franchise fee, then you draft another one, and they're out there looking like Ezekiel Elliott for an offer, somebody to get hurt. But the guys like Zeke Elliott, he got a huge contract, and then ran out of gas. He's like 27, something like that. That's something that gets their attention. Also, analytics. You know, mm-hmm. analytics have showed general managers and coaches that you don't need a running back to rush for 1,500 yards. But to me, other than a quarterback, maybe an offensive tackles and pass rushers and corners, they can dictate a game. And I'm right. glad that uh, the Lions and the Falcons were not scared away and they drafted Jameer Gibbs and B. John Robinson. Both those guys are also great receivers. Hopefully, Q, they'll do great, and one of them will have a chance to get paid big time. Maybe the team will do their deal early. It's almost like a second-round pick. Doesn't get a big initial contract, but he can get a new deal after three years because yep. his contract's expiring in four. So you give a guy, maybe a guy who comes in at, say, 21, 22, 20, when he's 25 years old, he can get his second contract. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And I, I've seen all these running backs getting angry and upset, but you're right. The data's there. The analytics are there. And it's just one of those one of those scenarios. They don't want to spend that money because they want to spend it in other positions uh, more than the running back. Well, John, fantastic stuff. What are you working on? Sports Radio 610, we should be on the lookout for. SportsRadio610.com. There's no paywall. I have a column on the Astros, and I have a column on the Texans. And I've got NFL columns starting next week about four times a week. There it is. Well, John, we appreciate you as always, my man. Thank you very much, Q. All right. Have a good one. There he goes, John McClain, the Hall of Famer right there, Sports Radio 610, uh, mentioning that Shane Leckler will probably get in at some point, but the special teamers, hard to get in and didn't have a gauge on Lester Hayes as of right now. So we'll continue to monitor and see how it is. Shereen, let it be known that they had a vote the other day, and so we'll see what that vote ends up looking like. But, uh, you know, I guess it's just a wait-and-see type thing, but we know that Lester Hayes, the great Lester Hayes, should be in the Hall of Fame representing the silver and black. But many thanks to John McClain uh, joining us there from Sports Radio 610. Again, we're here at the Cox Pavilion and Slam Ball. The exhibitions are going on. They're preparing themselves. It's the final kind of run-through before everything gets real. (laughs) And believe me, when I say everything gets real tomorrow, it got real earlier today, too. It got real. These guys are out here competing. These guys are preparing themselves. They want to do, they want to put their best foot forward. And I'll tell you, man, these, these guys are out here. Uh, they're doing the damn thing. Let's put it like that, man. I mean, there, there's some 
uh, you know, some high flyers. There's some, you know, physicality. And today's not really physical. Today's not really physical at all because they're preparing themselves for tomorrow. But uh, there's a nice amount of physicality that's added to this, along with the basketball element, obviously. Uh, this is a lot of fun. If you want to go ahead and prepare yourself, if you're in town, you need to get your tickets, unlvtickets.com. Of course, you're going to look at Slam Ball, and uh, boom, they're just there, right there, available for you. Go ahead and get them. All the action begins this weekend, Friday, starting tomorrow, Friday, July 21st. And uh, it's going to be another four weekends in a row. So a lot of great action. I'm impressed with this floor. I promise you I was just here just the other day for Summer League, and now the floor looks like it's just been this way forever. <laughs> I mean, really, it's got these trampolines. Uh, these guys are just jumping out of the gym. They have it. It's a nice, intimate setting. Uh, they got the glass walls, obviously, uh, up that, that uh, you know, they're, they're playing in front of and, 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 and in. Uh, it's, this is this is cool. This is really cool action. So we are here, and we are here for Slam Ball. So, uh, yeah, uh, if, you, if you want your feedback, obviously you can hit us up at 69187-keyword-R-N-R. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and give out something. All right, you got a little hookup that you have there uh, back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. What do you want to give away real quick, man? Go ahead. I'm going to make it your call. Let's, what do you want to give away? Let's, uh, let's start with the Summer of Fun. Uh, okay. Also, I'm just going to jump in and say I have uh, I have Quick on the line as well. We'll get to him in just a second. Okay, that's cool. So let's do this uh, summer of fun trip to hopefully a trip to Alaska. First, you have to get qualified to win the four tickets to the Aviators game. Then you get a shot, if so, at winning the weekly grand prize trip, and that is a seven-day Alaska cruise for two or take 3000 cash. All right, so there you go. So call number nine at 702-365-9200. You're going to get qualified for those four tickets to the Aviators game, and that is going to get you one step closer to the ultimate prize that is the Lotus Summer of Fun. The ultimate prizes we're giving out this week, a seven-day Alaska cruise. You want to get up out of this heat? That'll get you out of this heat, a seven-day Alaska cruise. But first, you got to take that step. Like uh, Ari mentioned, uh, you got to get qualified for the four tickets to the Aviators game. So call number nine at 702-365-9200 is what we're looking for. Let's go out to the phone line and not get caller number nine, but talk to our guy quick. Quick, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Jubal, what it do? I cannot believe I'm not calling number nine. What's good, man? Come on, <laughs> huh? I need the trip. I need the money. What's up? I heard that. Oh, look, I heard that. Look, I'm going to get right to it. I'm looking at Bennett. I'm, we need DVs. My call today is more about uh, your boy Adam Hill yesterday. Don't, Raider Nation, do not let guys like that tell you how to fan. We're smarter <laughs> than, than he wants us to think so. Him telling us to stop. Uh, you know, wanting what's best for the team. Adam Hill wasn't here when we gave that Javon Walker contract out. So please don't <laughs> let him don't let him tell you how to fan Raider Nation. You can be mad, you could be upset, you could be whatever the heck you want to be out here. But but please don't let Adam Hill of all people tell you how to fan. You feel me? I'm at you later, Q Ball. Peace out. All right, man, appreciate you. There he goes quick talking about Adam Hill. Adam Hill, good friend of the show, and he tries to he tries to be as level-headed as possible. That's what Adam Hill will do. He'll try to, uh, you know, look at things from multiple different angles. But, uh, you know, the one thing he, he is going to say is don't don't be mad at, at the player and, and not be mad at the team only because that's the way it's set up. And I've mentioned it before as well that it's not a, it's not a Raiders issue where they're not paying these guys, it's not a Giants issue, it's not a Cowboys issue, it's not a Vikings issue, it's a systems issue, it's the NFL issue, it's just the way that it's all set up right now. I don't like it, clearly nobody, the running backs don't like it, but right now it just kind of is what it is. So I think that was Adam Hill's main point, but I understand what you're saying. So uh, thank you so much for that, and, and, and keep on listening quick. We'll get you to be calling number nine, man. We're going to get you hooked up. Take the trip. Take the cash. Don't you worry. $3,000 is the ultimate prize if you take the cash, or you can take the trip, and this week's trip is a seven-day 
Alaska Cruise for two. So thank you so much for that. Ari, what we're going to do is take a quick break because Bryce Morang from the Lava Team is supposed to join us here at the table in a matter of minutes. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll reset. We're here at the Cox Pavilion. Slam Ball, the exhibition is going on right now. And I believe in a matter of minutes, if uh, my communication is correct, <laughs> Bryce is going to join us here at the table. So we'll do that next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Because they're on the franchise tag, they're not technically under contract. They could theoretically wait the entire season, go into next offseason, and see if their teams try to do the same thing again. That did get Levy on Bell, his free agency, but it cost him a year of salary. Unfortunately, I don't think these guys are in a position where they have a lot of leverage beyond eventually showing up and playing out this season on the franchise tag. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. That was the voice of uh, Bill Barnwell from ESPN talking all things, well, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs and what they're doing right now with the franchise tag. And they haven't signed it, so they can't get fined as training camp opens up. We're here at the Cox Pavilion. Slam ball. The exhibitions are going on as the real deal. McCoy is underway tomorrow. Excited about that and excited about our uh, next guest that we have sitting here with the LeBron James of slam ball, Bryce Morang. How you doing, Bryce? I'm good. How about yourself? Real good, real good. I've been told that you're a big LeBron fan and you plan to be the LeBron James of slam ball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I try to model him in everything that I do, um, just being a leader out there on the court. I rock 23, so, yeah, definitely just trying to take this league over. Nice, nice. And, and Bryce is part of the Lava team. You can see him in the second game going on tomorrow. And, you know, just with, with Slam Ball being back, right, it's been gone for a long time, but there's a lot of excitement and hype. And we've been here since 930 this morning checking out the action. How fired up are you to get this underway? I'm super excited. You know, when I first got the call that I had the opportunity to come out here and play, you know, I was very grateful, very grateful and just thankful for the opportunity. But, you know, since we've been out here just playing with one another, practicing every day, you know, I'm just super excited to get on the floor and compete. What has it been like as you've got to know your teammates, your coaches, and, and even these exhibitions? We we saw some pretty good physicality earlier, and it's not even physical yet. Yeah, um, it's, been a, it's been a great experience, just an experience overall. Um, a lot of ups and downs with my team, a lot of ups and downs with other teams, you know, but looking out and just seeing – the great competition that you have all across the floor. You know, I think this is a game where any given night, you know, one team could beat a team. You know, it's not like there's an underdog coming in. I right. think everybody's at a, a evil, a even playing ground. And, um, you know, it's going to be really exciting to see everybody compete tomorrow. Bryce Morang is our guest here from the Lava Team. Slam ball action. We're here at the Cox Pavilion. And so I was doing a little bit of research, and I found out that you actually trained on trampolines. Your girlfriend assisted you, and apparently she was a cheerleader or is a cheerleader, and – how did that go about? How much did that help you prepare for this? Um, it helped me a little bit, you know, just being comfortable. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't come out here and, you know, it wasn't my first time on a tramp. Obviously, I had like a month to kind of prepare. But still, you know, these trampolines are completely different from Sky Zone or anything like right, that. Right. So I still had to get adjusted to it. But it definitely helped out a little bit more that I did do it. And, you know, she, she just helped me get a little comfortable and doing flips and just being high up in there. <laughs> I, I heard that, and it's funny. It's, it's not. He, he hit it on the head. It's not the trampolines that you see in someone's backyard that's got the little net around it. This is a totally different ball game. Oh, yeah. I came out here this morning, and I, I was told by Mason that, hey, man, you know, you could get on the on the trampolines if you want to. And I was like, all right, cool. I went and had the knee braces. I was ready, right? <laughs> I saw you guys doing it, and I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to leave that to you guys. This is not my ball game. This is for you guys. How, how difficult is it to get adjusted to being on these trampolines? This is next level. Yeah, it's very difficult. You know, when I first got here, it, it took me a, at least a good week 
So and we were practicing pretty much every day. So it took me about six or seven days to yeah. really get acclimated and just get comfortable. And even even now, you know, taking a break, we had like a four or five day break mm-hmm. um, just to rest our bodies. And this is like our second day back on a trampoline and it already feels kind of weird and awkward for me. So I'm just trying to get my foot in right, just get back comfortable. And I think tomorrow, you know, you'll be able to see that. You guys are sky, I mean, flying. You know, it's a sky high. Look at that windmill. Man. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. When you're up there that high, you have no control of your body. Not at all. But, you know, when I'm up there, honestly, I, I feel at peace. I just, <laughs> I honestly feel at peace. You know, just obviously dunking, dunking yeah. the ball in itself, you know, is a great feeling on the wood. So just right. being up that high and just seeing you looking down on the goal, that's a that's a great feeling in my opinion. Right. There's no doubt. And so you obviously have a, a basketball history. So just, again, for being able to be able to play basketball with a kind of a football sense to this as well, uh, but you have the trampolines. It's just it's a different style, but it's, it's fun. Obviously the rules are a little bit different, you know, but, again, it's, it just takes adjustment. Just, I mean, how, how, how great is this opportunity for you? It's, it's a great opportunity. Like right before this, you know, I, I came out of college. Um, I had the opportunity to go play professionally, but at the same time, I had a great job lined up outside of this. And mm-hmm. with me doing that, you know, I was working in a corporate position, but I was still every day going out and going to the gym, going to lift weights, going to go to pro runs and things like yeah. that. And I had a lot of people like, why aren't you still playing? playing? You're young. Yeah. You still got fresh legs. So when I got this call, it was a no brainer, you know, to get back out there play a sport that had been gone for a long time but now it's back and jump on trampolines and dunk on guys it was an easy <laughs> no-brainer so um it's i just feel blessed you know really blessed for this opportunity i'm going to take it as far as i can take it there's no doubt bryce morang is our guest here he plays on the lava team you can check him out tomorrow evening as everything gets underway excited about that i'll let you know about how to get tickets in just a little bit so for anyone listening about to get some tickets and want to come out and check it out and may maybe remember slam ball from back in the day but doesn't really know what it's all about what, what would you tell them to expect to see High flying, just action every single possession. You know, you look at football games and NBA games, you know, some people don't even watch the games now. They got to go and just look at the highlights on mm-hmm. YouTube, 10 minutes highlights. But this game, every single possession is going to be a highlight. So right. I think that's what you can really expect from this game. And I think the fans are really going to enjoy that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was sitting here and we've been watching, like I said, we've been here all day. And I've been trying to do a little work on the phone at the same time. Every time I look down to either answer an email or a text, this guy here is like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. right? And I miss it. I miss whatever play. I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, you, you just have to see the next yeah, one. Yeah, you got to see it. You got to see it. It's, it's it, really it's really fast. And, yeah. But, you know, if you miss one, it'll only be like 10, 15 seconds. And it's going to be something else amazing happening. So you don't got to wait too long. Another one is coming really quickly. And, you know, I've mentioned uh, the physicality. Again, there's a little football element to this and basketball element. How, how I mean, this you got to be in great shape for this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we took a little tiny break mm-hmm. for about four days. And, you know, I was fatigued, yeah. very, very, very yeah. fatigued. But, you know, just overall, you got to be – you got to have your endurance. You, you can't be – I mean, there are some players out here who are kind of skinny, don't really have a lot of weight to them who can be successful, but you got to have some weight to you. You know, you're going to be getting bumped around in there. Um, and I think you really just have to have that perfect mix. you got to have some type of basketball athleticism, basketball bone in your body, as well as just being comfortable with taking a hit as if you were playing football. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, this, is, this has been a whole lot of fun to watch and observe, and this is just exhibition. I mean, you know, everything gets underway tomorrow, and that's that's going to be fun just seeing it when it's, when it's live and when it's real. And, you know, one of the elements of this, we, we look at it and we see all oh, the slam dunks, it's, you know, the windmills, but the blocks, oh, yeah. the blocks on the other side are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And some of those, I mean, these guys take so much pride. All I hear is, not today, get that out of my house. Like, it's just, 
It's like Matumbo on, on steroids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, It's really crazy. And uh, as we're watching this game right here, the stopper for the mob, you know, I can say he's he's going to be a really good stopper. You know, he goes up um, with no remorse. Yeah, he, yeah. He just honestly, he doesn't want anything to be put in the basket, whether it's a dunk or a jump shot. So, um, yeah, playing the stopper is a, is a crazy – got to be crazy to play stopper. I was about to say, it feels like be. almost like a special teams player in football, right? Oh, yeah. You're going to get that hit. You're gonna It's, it's going to be physical. Mm-hmm. You're trying to block someone that's trying to throw it down on you. That can't be easy. No, not at all, but it's, <laughs> a, it's a very important position, and I think whatever team has like a great stopper is going to be very successful, and they're going to be very dominant mm-hmm. um, along the entire season. But, yeah, playing stopper is, is crazy. I promise you, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I, I promise you that I wouldn't be doing it unless I was the last man up. But, right. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a definitely crazy position. I know that's right. Again, we're talking with Bryce Morang from the Lava team. So I got to ask you, what's your thoughts on your team? How you guys looking? How you feeling? We're looking good. Um, obviously dealing with adversity, a few injuries earlier on. So um, we haven't had a, a lot of time to really work together as a full team. We've been having like five, six players here, mm. full team here. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a work in progress. And I think that's the one thing I like the most about our team. We have a, a great group of guys. I think we're the most versatile team in the league. Um, we, I, I personally think we're the most athletic team in the league. Okay. Um, but I think it's going to be a great experience overall. You know, the first week, you know, might go through a few rough patches, but yeah. definitely come playoff time when it really matters, mm-hmm. we're going to be we're going to be on top of the standings and just really ready to make our mark. And I think a lot of teams are going to start to fear us um, as we get further along in this season. How big is it that ESPN is a is a major major player here too? Huge, yeah, huge player. I mean, that just that just speaks to the type of sport that this really is. You know, a lot of people consider this just entertainment only right. because it used to be a television show back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I think with it being on the biggest sport broadcasting station in the in the world, you know, this just shows that this sport is here. You know, it's real, it's legitimate, and it's going to be here to stay. So I think that speaks um, a lot of volume to it, and um, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a, a game changer that ESPN is so heavily involved like they are. I got to ask you, were you here uh, for Summer League or were you training somewhere else? Were you Did you get to see some Summer League action? Yeah, I was I was here for Summer League. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to go to the games. Like I said, we were, we were practicing so much, and, you know, I – Honestly, I was really fatigued. Like, you yeah, know, we yeah. practicing four hours, four or five hours a day. And, wow. You know, I was just, just tired. But I've definitely been out, you know, on the strip in Vegas. Um, but <laughs> enjoying I, it a little yeah, bit? enjoying it. Definitely <laughs> caught some summer league games. Um, I, I got some teammates and stuff okay. I used to play with that were in summer league. So definitely enjoyed it over, over the television. So Well, it just blew my mind because I was here for summer league and this exact floor was being used for, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this gym was being used for summer league and it's now like, it's completely transformed completely. just a couple days later. And it looks great it, in it the Trampolines look good. It definitely looks great. It, in my opinion, it doesn't look the same at all. Right, it looks completely different from the summer league floor. So obviously they made the tra- they they made a quick turnaround because yeah. honestly I'm thinking like they had to move all this stuff from the facility that we were currently in and set it all up. I thought it was going to take at least a week. Right. They got all this stuff set up in like two days. So they ain't playing around. They not playing around <laughs> at all. They're so. not. No, so, yeah, I think I think that was good, and uh, I'm just glad to see it. You know, I first walked in, I was like, dang, like I wasn't, I was expecting it to look really good because since I've been here, they've been about their business. But what I'm seeing now, like the whole display is just, it's crazy. Yeah, well, you got a lot of people that are are involved in this and are, are can't wait to see it, you know, start to go and everything, all the action gets started tomorrow. And uh, Bryce, your team looks like it's going to be a really good one. And I mean, hey, any team that's being led by the LeBron James with slam ball, <laughs> it's got to be a good one, right? Yeah, it, it has to be. It has to be. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to help my team win. You know, a lot of people are out here. 
Um, I listen to some podcasts, some interviews of, of guys, and a lot of them talk about they want to win MVP of the league and they want to score 30. You know, that's not my mindset. I just want to win. Yeah. You know, and I, I preach that to my team. Like, if I go and I drop 30, cool, but I don't even care about that. I just want to win. Like, if I drop 40 and I lose, like, I'm, I'm going to still be kind of mad at the end of the day. Right. So It's all about winning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All about winning. So that's that's my biggest my biggest goal this year is to win the championship coming back. And I know it's a lot of other teams that have that same goal in mind, but I'm here to, you know, crush their dreams. Hey, team Lava, that we got, we got your back, man. We got your back. You, if you come on the show, man, we got to ride with you, oh, yeah, right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Absolutely, Bryce. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time, and, and good luck throughout the course of the season, you and your team. Thank you so much. No doubt, no doubt. Bryce Morang, right there. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Lava team. Everything gets underway tomorrow. You got to come out and you got to check it out. You got to get your tickets, man. Get your tickets and get your tickets right now. You don't want to miss this action. UNOVTickets.com. Of course, you're going to search Slam Ball and get your tickets. And uh, yeah, come out here and enjoy some really good action. Ari, we'll take a quick like minute break and come back and wrap up the show here from the Cox Pavilion on Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Fun conversation right there with Bryce Morang, Team Lava. They got a heck of a little squad right there. That that uh that stopper position, that's what myself and little Q were, were observing earlier. And I can't remember what team it was that had this guy that was an absolute monster. Hold on. I, I do know what team it was. Hold on. Let me get to you. Uh, he was probably uh, Amir Smith. That's probably right. Number 30. Was it number 30? You don't remember. Little Q don't remember. All right. Anyway, I think it was him. Anyway, this dude stopped everything. And that is one of those positions. I'm assuming it's like a goalie, right, uh, just where it's – it's, you're the last line of defense, and, and you don't really want to be that guy, right, because everyone is coming at you, and they're coming at you fast. And so that's one of these positions in this, uh, in this game, in this sport, that is pretty intense. And, and I'll tell you, this action, if you come out here and check it out, and I do encourage you to come and check it out, uh, after, after we're at the Zillow tomorrow, we'll definitely be coming out here to check out the action live. Won't be working. I'll just be sitting here watching, observing, sitting in the stands, because this, this is some good action. But it gets really physical. It really does. I've said that a lot of times today because it does. And, and, and they're not even being physical right now. Like they're trying to do everything they can not to be physical because they want to make sure everyone makes it to the, the, the season without injuries. But, man, let me tell you, when we saw a guy, and it all started with a guy trying to, you know, just dribble around uh, one of the defenders that they were playing. And the guy just moved his feet laterally was a little physical with him and didn't let him get past him. But somehow, and I don't know exactly how it happened, somehow either his shoulder or his arm or his hand hit the guy's mouth, and all you see is him put his hand under his chin. And so I thought, okay, maybe, you know, maybe he busted his lip a little bit. Maybe he's bleeding. And then all of a sudden you just kind of see him look down. It was almost like it happened in slow motion. He's looking down at his hand, and then it's like his head slowly raises up. He looks at the guy. And then all of a sudden, charge. <laughs> you know, just all of a sudden out of nowhere, he just charges them and tackles them. And it was on. <laughs> me, and, me and Lil Q were sitting there like, okay, <laughs> all right, this is going down. This is really happening. And it did. It did. And it was, you know, a lot of pushing and shoving and all that other stuff, some wrestling. But uh, it, it, it got pretty 
you can tell these guys are intense, man. These 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 really are some intense dudes out here in a in a sport that's very physical. It's a lot more physical than basketball, and not quite as physical as football, if that makes sense, right? So it's somewhere in in between, and uh, this is not easy. And I'll tell you, when they said, and Mason is who I mean when I say they, they said that, uh, hey, you know, Q, you want to go ahead and uh, get on the trampoline? You, you know, you want want to get your son on the trampoline? We we can do you know do something in between games. And I was like, oh no, I'm good. Mm-mm, no. I might have been talking all that noise yesterday. I might have been talking earlier this week, like, oh, I could do this. Then Look, even I know my limitations at times. <laughs> I tend to think that, I, that I'm really talented at everything, <laughs> but even I know my limitations at times. <laughs> Mama Q texted me and was like, hey, was that you out there playing? I was, Absolutely not. <laughs> I sent a little video, and I sent out a video on Twitter at your boy Q254 and at R&R 920 AM. If you want to check out a little bit of the action, you can. She was like, was that you out there? I was like, nope, not a, not a chance. No, no, I am sure not getting out there with these folks. They see me go out there, and, and you heard you, you heard uh, Bryce say, you got to have a little bit of weight to you, man. They'll see me go out there, and they'll say, who's this little skinny dude coming out here thinking he can mess with us? No, buddy. I, I was not. I am not about that life. But these guys are Team Ozone. That's the team that's really physical. They got Team Rumble, Team Slashers, Team Wrath. Buzzsaw, the Griffins, Lava, who Bryce Morang plays for. We just talked to him. Mob, all these teams playing, competing over the next four or five weeks right here at the Cox Pavilion. So we'll have uh, tickets to give out to this. Matter of fact, we'll be giving out next week here on Unnecessary Roughness, we'll be giving out tickets to this um, for, for next weekend's shows, or their, the, the games, I should say. We're going to be giving those out next week, so you can come out here and, and check them out. And, of course, training camp will be going on at the same time. But, you know, this will be later on in the evening. So if you want to get away, get out of the heat, and just see some high-flying action, just some entertainment, these games go by really quickly. I mean, they, the, the games last like a half an hour. Now, for these exhibitions, it's been, a, you know, quite a bit of time in between as they're also having practices at the same time. But uh, when it comes to the games, it's, ooh, jeez, that was here. Put the headset on real quick. I got you. I need to – you have to explain real quick. We only got like a minute or two. I want you to explain what you just saw. Welcome in, little kid. What's up, dude? What's going on? <laughs> what did we just see right now? Uh, I guess the whatever you want to call him, the goalie or something, he shot it, bricked it, and his teammate – came out of nowhere for the putback. It's like an alley-oop off the rim or something. Yeah. So how's this action been for you? So, I mean, we've been out here, like I said, all morning. I know you're sleepy, but how, how's, besides that, how's this been for you just checking this out? Um, It's been pretty cool. This is like a, a dream come true. I wish I could be on there. <laughs> really? Yeah, it, it looks fun. Like No, it looks it looks fun. Like I do this at the trampoline place, but... I don't know if it's nothing like that, but <laughs> I always wanted to do this, so just watching it in person is crazy. Yeah, well, the the real action gets started tomorrow. I don't think uh, I don't think Coach West, who was just in town, Western Oregon's finest basketball head coach, I don't think he'd be too happy if he saw you on Twitter doing <laughs> this right now. Nah, probably not. <laughs> he'd be like, "Don't don't get my guy injured out there. Don't get my guy injured out there." But I mean, we saw the little you know dust up earlier. How physical was that? How physical did that get? Uh, it was very physical. Like, it, was, it just got heated out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> people just started playing real defense, I guess, and they didn't <laughs> like it, and they just started hitting each other, pushing each other around. Yeah, it was crazy. man. It got, it got real real quick. <laughs> it was like being on the basketball court in the hood. And yeah. <laughs> everybody just. Go for it. When one thing happens, now everybody just. People running off the it. court, running around the stands. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Like, we were, uh. 
checking out something on the on the on the street corner. But uh, it was it it was fun to check out. But this is fun as well. Uh, ooh, ooh man. shoot! <laughs> Just between the legs, windmill. I don't know what that was. Pretty pretty good action. Pretty good action. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll be here tomorrow to check out the games. You, you excited about that? Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Well, there you go. Now you can get excited as well. Thank you, my man. I definitely appreciate you. That was a appearance from Little Q here on the show. UNLVTickets.com/slamball. You want to get your tickets uh, all weekend long? They're going to be playing, and of course, the next four or five weeks they'll be playing right here at the Cox Pavilion. So you can get your tickets, and we'll give out tickets as well. So we'll be back tomorrow. Our shorts show's a little short today because of aviators baseball, but a doubleheader is up next here on Rare Nation Radio 920. Have a great afternoon.